Gentlemen, I hope you appreciate the situation. Things have gone south. No doubt. Now, whatever you saw or did is no longer my concern. But let's be clear. It won't end well. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Episode 279, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we learn that Captain Picard's a real jerk. He's a jerky face jerk jerk. Dick? Yeah. In. London, last calling. <laughs> right? <laughs> that, that didn't sound quite as good when you said it out loud. London, last calling. <laughs> London, last calling. <laughs> oh, it was a hard one this week. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. And I'm an Antichrist. <laughs> I am the Antichrist. I'm Jim. Did you say anarchist or Antichrist, or did you say both? He says he says I'm an I am an Antichrist. I am the Antichrist. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. I always thought it was anarchist. I never really, I never really realized it is anarchist, that. but, but never, he says anarchist. <laughs> but he does. Does he actually say Antichrist afterwards, though? Yeah. Okay. I never realized he said Antichrist. I think. I thought he just repeated the same thing. No. No. I think he says anarchist, antichrist. Well, all the best punk songs have like two lines and they just repeat them over and over. So I just and assumed. Yet, and yet we don't know what the actual <laughs> exactly. words are. <laughs> oh my God. James. Yeah? How's your how's your punk rock pedigree? Uh, my punk rock pedigree? I'm punk as fuck, dude. Like, yeah? Dude, simple plan. <laughs> fucking cartel, dude. All time low, maybe. Yeah. I'm seriously. Here's the, here's the deal. I had never heard an all-time all-time low song until two weeks ago. Oh yeah, which one was that? Ever? Didn't we listen to one on the way to the zoo? Did or we, something? Did your wife put it on? Maybe. I'll say because the only yeah she had a yeah she had like a pop punk uh, like uh, a thing going playlist a playlist That's going, it. and I had never heard an all-time low song for all for all that every all the uh, emo girls talked about I, back in the day. Yeah, I don't like All Time Low that much. Like for me, by the time oh no, they, they suck. By the time they got, <laughs> I'm not even gonna go as far as to say they suck. By the Mike, time they got popular, they suck. By the time that they got popular, I was already out a bit out of that like really young bubblegum pop punk pop phase. Punk, yeah. Like I love pop punk. Don't get me wrong, but I like the more mature pop punk. If that makes sense. Like oh, the Wonder, matu- like oh, the, the like Wonder Years, you know stuff like that. Oh yeah, so of um, they did have a song though called Dear Maria that I liked a lot. Okay, it's a good song. Right on. I'll give it that. I don't know what that is, so it's a song. So Just, they wrote it to to somebody named Maria. Hence the name. Right on. <laughs> I could have deduced that if you gave me another five ten minutes. Speaking of deducing, if you can't deduce what this episode's hey. about, you need to redrop out of school like some kind of. You need to get a deduce. You need to get a deduce dropped on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, James. 
Yes. How are you? I'm good. I'm punk as fuck, dude. See any good movies lately? Tried to. (laughs) Dude. You you and the rest of the world, apparently. Fucking hell. Well, so I didn't even realize that this went horribly awry everywhere. Um, So we tried to go see John Carpenter's The Thing. One of the few things we talked about doing on this show that we actually went to go do. (sighs) Right. Um, And we were very excited. We've been to a few of these. I don't know if we've ever been to a Fathom event yeah. before. I thought it was Jaws always was. like Fandango and shit. Nope, Jaws. Okay. Uh, the Jaws uh, screening was. A All right, so that's proof that Fathom can do something right, uh, but not this time around. Um, so apparently, so they did. They did two showings. They did one on Sunday, mm-hmm. and they did one on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And it was I can't remember how many screens it was across the U.S. Apparently, I was just reading, I didn't know that this happened, but the one on Sunday was a total disaster. Um, Mick Garris ended up tweeting about it and just like tore Fathom events yeah, he apart lit up. because the aspect ratio was all fucked up. The, the colors on the screen were all messed up. The uh, picture was all laggy and everything. So Fathom events said, oh, well, that went horribly wrong. We're going to fix it for Wednesday. And then everything on Wednesday is going to be great for everybody. So we, us schmucks, me, uh, me, Michael here, and, and our buddy Greg, we went to the movies, and we're all stoked. We got our sodi pops and our big popcorns, and we're sitting in our seats waiting, and then all of a sudden this kid walks into the theater and very timidly sort of, we can't even hear him. He must have been the lowest man on the totem pole yeah. to send him <laughs> They're like, there. hey, fuck face, go in and tell <laughs> these people that they can't watch it. So... He's standing down there saying, uh, unfortunately, because of him. And That's we're like, what? We're like, we can't hear what you're saying. And he's just like, he's just like, uh, they won't be showing the movie tonight. Why? Well, he Why? Walked, he walked in and just goes, uh, just so you guys all know, uh, the movie's not showing tonight. It's canceled. And then he went to go walk he out. He was not that authoritative about it. No, he those was, were the words he I said. I think though. he was scared. But those were the words he said. So he came <laughs> up to us because we were closer to the middle of the. It was a big, it was a big, uh, big room, and we were up closer to the middle. So he walks up to us, and we're like, "What's going on? What 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 is going on here?" And he's like, "Yeah, they're." It, I'm like, "You're not showing the movie tonight, or what?" And he's like, "No, unfortunately." And you can go down and get a refund and blah blah blah. And we're like, "What the fuck?" And he said, apparently somebody messed around with the aspect ratio or the our equipment isn't set up for... And I it. said, didn't you guys do a showing of this on Sunday? And he's like, yeah, I think so. And I go, and that went off without a hitch or what? And, apparently not. But apparently not. So I guess it makes a little bit more sense. But So we ended up going, spending... Uh, I mean, how much were concessions? 16 bucks on concessions just to stand in line for an hour to get our money for our movie tickets back. Yep. Didn't get to see the thing on the big screen like we've always wanted to. We were really stoked about this one. Um, but hoping... we do. We did end up... We, we ended up... We're like, what do we do now? We don't know. So we ended up going over to Bobcat Bonnie's. We played trivia. Crushed it. Drank a few beers. Crushed it until the end because somebody... Doesn't know their soccer facts. Tennis, dude. Tennis. Or tennis. <laughs> and we did know our tennis facts. It's just, I think we were spitting out too many names. It's like we knew too much about tennis. Oh. I'm going to go with that. We were winning, and then and the last one, we were supposed to wage wager a certain amount, and we uh, we went big. We were like, let's go big or go home, and we ended up going home. So, yep. Actually, I didn't go home. I went over to Greg's afterward. Oh, did you? Yep. We nice. went back to watch the rest of the hockey game and uh, have a couple of brewskis, so... That was fun. It ended. We turned a shit 
a shit uh, outing into a fun night overall. So there you go. And I'd like to go back and do some trivia again. I would too. So that I can redeem myself and claim my place among the stars because fucking Andre Agassi. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. You guys were spitting out names that you might as, you might as well have been speaking another language because I had you're no not idea. A, you're not a tennis guy, huh? I had I know that tennis in involves two people making a racket with some balls well sometimes it's four that's it. sometimes it's four people so there you go the more the merrier <laughs> i guess um so but, anyway uh yeah. uh yeah that's really all i've had going on not not a whole heck of a lot just uh just chilling dude enjoying the nice weather and chilling did we do anything else um not no not us not us together i don't remember nope i honestly don't remember if i did anything else i uh i've been having a garage sale this week this chick's did, about to uh, cut her fingers off watch this did <laughs> cool <laughs> don't you want to see her cut her fingers off i mean um how'd your garage sale go <laughs> thanks for asking james i already know um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway tell me about your no, it's good. i don't know everything about your about your no, there's, uh, no, there's nothing to know oh okay no so, so you we already like, so like, you already gave me all the interesting information made like, made like 200 bucks today see that just that just that. grinds my fucking gears because <laughs> last year we put all that time into doing a, a garage sale. Yeah. And our street is so much busier than yours. Yeah. And I don't know what you're talking about. When I set my one table up at your garage <sighs> sale, I made a killing. I guess you just have more <laughs> desirable items. I guess. I had some good stuff sitting out there. I had like brand new shit in the box for like a tenth ah, of the price of what it actually the difference costs. Is we advertised. Did I not do that? Nope. I didn't? Nope. Yes, I did. No, you did not. All day long, I was taking pictures and posting on the no, marketplace. And no, you weren't. <laughs> that's bullshit. Yes, I was. Um, um, but yeah. no, no, it was. Uh, it's been good. We're gonna do it tomorrow and Sunday, and hopefully, we'll make bank. And now, you guys have been doing a lot of flipping of stuff. We have been a lot of the stuff in our garage sale is stuff that we we got a little overzealous on <laughs> buying like six hundred of stuff and like. <laughs> when you so you're just you're going to estate sales. Yeah. And you're buying dead people's stuff. And dead people. And then you're flipping it for yeah. profit? Mummies. What do you I'm, do with I'm the dead flipping, people? flipping mummies. <laughs> Just rolling them over in the backyard. That's that sounds, it. That sounds punk as fuck, dude. Uh, right? Right. Uh-huh. Um... Uh, yeah, no, just cool. that. That's all I got going on. That's and it. and it is currently. Well, I guess we actually, despite everything, we ended up almost starting at our normal <laughs> time. Uh, it's we we've been together since what five thirty something mm-hmm. like that. Because our ladies are down in Detroit seeing new kids on the block right now. Oh, oh, oh. So me and Mike are recording early so that we can go pick their drunk asses up after this. Yep, yep. And that's the right stuff. You know, hopefully, hope, I, I hope that, that Kristen gets drunk enough tonight to where I have to take care of her the way that she took care of me at the zoo. Oh. That, that would be the only acceptable she's, way this could she's go. She's going to need a lot of alcohol <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's been a week. All right, man. Not well, much. it's been beautiful out, enjoying the weather. Yeah, very like a nice. Bunch of, like a bunch of cool guys. Just we're getting old. <laughs> it's like it's like one of the like I'll just I'll just step outside at night by myself and just kind of stand outside and enjoy the weather. Mm-hmm. That's the oldest. That's the oldest man thing in the world to do. Just step outside with my hands in my pockets and just sort of like, just like hold my head up in the air and. Breathe in. Nope. That's old as fuck, dude. I've been doing that in the mornings just with a cup of coffee. That's so old. Usually with no shirt on, just like yes. just my just like my sleeping shorts and a cup of coffee. You need to get a robe. <laughs> Please get a robe. Ooh, I do. I put my kilt on. Oh. <laughs> you haven't been wearing your kilt? Just, well, I mean, I, I could. I don't wear it to bed. Why? It bunches up on you. 
Like I've, you've never worn whole, a like you've never whole... worn a skirt to bed. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Only when Aaron asked me to. I thought that the whole point of the kilt was that it was no, it's a lounge kilt. Oh, James. it's not a you, sleeping you, kilt. It's you a lounge in it. Gotcha. Balls out, falls out. That's that's the best fall. time to wear it. Yeah, it falls out, in the falls fall. out. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of leaving our balls hanging out, let's get into some corrections from last week. I haven't heard that horrible sound in a long time. I know, it's been a while, but uh, yeah, I listened to last week's episode. You listened to probably about five minutes of it, and at least within that five minutes, you didn't hear anything. Uh, I didn't hear anything. That's absolutely right. That's not to say that we didn't get shit wrong. I'm sure we did. We just uh, we didn't catch anything. So. Do you know? I actually could bring up a uh, I could bring up a correction that I forgot to do like two weeks ago. Nope. Hold on. Hold on. Stupid! You're so stupid. There it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. So from two weeks ago, I, two weeks ago, Thursday, June 9th. Is that two weeks ago? Something like yep. that. Um, I had mentioned that me and Carney, or well, Carney used to go to Foggy Notions. Oh yes. Uh, and it, the beer that we couldn't get down in the states that we would that he would always drink up there. And the one time I went to go see him, we drank a bunch of was Alexander Keith's. Oh. Not Moosehead. Okay, gotcha. Because Moosehead is pretty Alexander u- ubiquitous is... down here. I thought uh, Alexander, Alexander Keith. I I. I I'd have to ask Carney, but I think even to this day, you still really can't find it down here. I've heard of it, though. Yeah. Like, I've definitely heard of it. It was, like, he would always come Oh, no, home. I'm thinking of Alexander and Horning, the sausage company. <laughs> what? <laughs> they're the, they're, they make those really awesome prepackaged, like, sausages. So you're mixing up your sausage with your with your liquids. Yeah, yeah. Mixing your sausage with your liquids. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's yeah. Like a, it's like a sausage smoothie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That sounds awful. It sounds like something that McDonald's would sell. Oh, <laughs> I don't so, know why. Oh, breakfast, breakfast like a in- breakfast sandwich smoothie. <laughs> oh, oh. It's just a McMuffin. It's a McMuffin with with fucking orange juice. Oh, you know we have to make that now. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. All right. Uh, so anyway, that's the correction from two weeks ago. All right. And that is, I don't remember what we usually do now anymore because uh, well, you've we- added the trailer thing in. Oh, well, we're going to drinks first. Drinks. Because we need drinks to watch the Yes. Trailer. How did I forget that? I don't know. I'm not used to doing the show this early. That's what it is, right? I need to be... We're too sober. Yeah. We're too sober to do this show. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't not be sober because we have to go pick the women up. Ah. You. Why well, I ought to... Oh, I forgot that this was what we got. So... Oh shit! I uh, we also got to pick the beer out together this oh week God. because I went and I picked Mike up, and we we went and got some pizza. We, we went, went and tab got shopping some beers. Together. It was a lot of fun. Um, so this week, London Last Calling, London Calling, of course, being uh, the album by the Clash. Mm-hmm. The Clash, of course, being a punk rock outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about movies that revolve around punk rock bands. Correct. This week. And to go with that, from Bee Nectar Meadery, we've got Punk Lemonade, Hard Cider with Raspberry and Lemon. So this is a mead, right? Uh, yeah. No. Well, oh, it's, well, it's Bee, a cider. Bee Nectar is a meadery. It's a meadery, but this but is this a is mead, though? The, this is not no, a mead. No, this is one of their ciders. Gotcha. Okay. Apple cider, sugar, raspberry. Oh, that's just a fucking, that's a list of stuff. That's it's a 6.3, right? Yeah. I don't have... Uh, that sounds delicious, though. Man, I have to apologize to my nasally voice, and also like I'm breathing heavy because my uh, 
my allergies have got me a little, <laughs> little, s- little snorty, a little snorty, little, uh, little Lorna Shorey. Little <laughs> um, yeah. So were we talking about that on the air last week or were we just talking about it before the show? I think two weeks ago we were talking about it. Was it? Yeah. On the show though? Yeah. Mm. I think so. I don't know. I can never remember anymore. So this. A bit obsessed with them. That smells nice. Yeah. If you've never heard Lorna Shore, if you like metal music. It's deathcore. Deathcore. Death so Is that what it's sub- called? Deathcore? I, think, I, I, think I it's believe called... that it's called deathcore. I was like, I thought it was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know all that. I hate. There's, there's so, so many, many like, subgenres of yeah, metal. Just like, fucking. It's, it's all rock and roll, for a dude. Bunch of gu- for a bunch of guys that don't want. That for a bunch of guys that want you to believe that they're just like, just badass dudes playing stuff, uh-huh. they're really fucking prima donnas about what they call themselves, you know. Well, are they or are the fans? I think it's a lot of them. I think it's the fans. It's both. I think it's both. Think, of, think about it, because like fan, fans are always way worse than the actual. Uh, yeah. Speaking from, but most of the time, the people in bands nowadays though that are just playing like the sounds that they've heard other people come up with. Yeah, they were fans first. Okay. Sure. It couldn't you say that about everybody though? Well, sure, but let's just hold on. Let's just say it's all rock and roll. It's all rock and roll. Sure. Lorna Shore, rock and roll. Yeah. Same as Elvis. Let's Get just it. Play some rock and roll <laughs> across the board. I know who's better in that comparison, but well, obviously Elvis. Mm. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to the disagreement of the century. You don't like Elvis, I do you? Elvis. What? I hate Elvis. Now here, here's the dude. Thing. Before, okay. Before we, no, before we cheers to this. Yeah. <laughs> let me clarify. I am not a fan of Elvis, right? I let me clarify. I'm not a fan. Let me clarify again. <laughs> I don't like his face or this his is, music. This is how I used to feel about the Beatles. Now, as I've gotten older, more of the Beatles have have sat better with me. But 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 I but I would never say that I thought the Beatles sucked. Right? You would say I, that because you used to say no, that. No, well, I was also fucking stupid. I, I respect you were punk is what you I were. respect everything they've done I, I I recognize their massive 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 yeah imprint left on your indelible imprint left on the music industry like I yeah. get it I just don't I, I would never put Elvis on and listen to it like I just it's just not my thing that's crazy I find his voice annoying that's I crazy really town do. that's yeah. crazy town and speaking of which you would put on crazy town and listen I to would it put on crazy town. you can go to hell Mike. You're, you're such a... Be- okay. You can be my butterfly, baby. <laughs> oh. Cheers, sir. Cheers, bud. Punk lemonade. Ooh, that is very flavorful. It's very flavorful. Very sweet. Holy shit. I don't drink a ton of ciders. I'll steal uh, some of the girls every now and then because that's what she drinks, but yeah, they're usually too sweet for me. Yeah, I could only drink, uh, well, two of these because I'm going to. <laughs> um, raspberry and lemon is an underrated combo, though. It's delicious. Well, they're both tart. That's really nice. Yeah, they're raspberries both, are naturally they're both tart. tart, but like raspberry is also very sweet. I don't mm-hmm. know. They, they, no, it's good. It's a delicate dance, and it's, uh, and it's happening in my mouth, and I like that. <laughs> Speaking of things that are happening in my mouth, this week we watched <laughs> Green Room. Uh, from 2019, mm-hmm. uh, the Jeremy Solnier vehicle, vehicle, uh, and uh, the Ranger. Yes, uh, I think from 2018. 2015. No, 15 was Green Room. Green Room was 20- 2015. What? 
Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, the Ranger was 2018, though. Yep. Well, I'm all fucked up. Well, you get it. Uh, yeah, and the Ranger. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, I'm all over the map tonight. Um, yeah, so that's what we, uh, that's what we watched to go along with our punk lemonade. What? What? I don't like that we don't, f- this new segment. <laughs> Why is it throwing you off? It does changes nothing. But I, at the end of that, I would have just said, that's what we're drinking about. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. Now I have to like think about the fact that there's a new segment and it fucks me up every time. Why? Because you can't you can't just throw new shit at me. It's the third week. I don't care. I don't adjust well to change. You know this. Fuck. All right. So anyway, <laughs> do you know what trailer we're watching this week? Yeah. That's okay. what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. What are you doing? No. Son of a bitch. All right, James. Uh, this week on the old trailer trash, we got a movie I think you are going to be a fan of. Don't tell me what I'm going to be a fan of. That's what I think. That is. Uh, this is a movie called Barbarian. Oh. Have you heard of this? No. Not at all? I don't think so. All right. Well, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. That's, 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 that's what I think. Uh, I've actually not watched this either. Oh. Uh, I skimmed through it to make sure that uh, it was the right one, but that was about it. Looks like we're about to get some high-quality streaming. <laughs> well, well, thanks to a good old WoW internet. Well, I think that's the reason they're WoW. Like, they're called WoW, because you, you see how shit your speeds are, and you just go... Wow. <laughs> wow. We offer, wow. We offer woof. We offer woof. That's it. All right. Anyway, uh, this, is, this is a trailer uh, for a movie called Barbarian starring uh, a certain somebody that uh, you're going to find familiar. Oh. That your wife is going to find familiar. Zach Efron? If you know what I mean. It's got to be Zach Efron. Where's Zach? <laughs> or Jared Leto. All right. Here we go. Uh, before you. Before or you... Eddie Redmayne or any other it's, number it's of men who are better looking than me. <laughs> Good good thing we're not doing that because we'd be here all night. Uh, This is (laughs) Barbarian. If you want to find this on uh, on your own, pause this, watch it, and then come back. Yeah. See you in a few. Yeah. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. This is perfectly natural. Good. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, so that looks incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah, it looks, looks really good. It looks uh, looks interesting that, for sure. Was that Justin Long? <laughs> it was right. <laughs> the him doing the crab, or it wasn't a crab; it was a forward crab. So no, 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 just a crawl. No, the crawl was, <laughs> <laughs> or as or as you layman might know it, a crawl. <laughs> um, no, the guy who was crawling at first was just Bill Skarsgård. That was Skarsgård, yeah. But then there's a shot where a guy's doing like a he's like crawling backwards, yeah, like like he's crawling away from somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was oh. definitely Justin Long. Maybe this takes place in the same house at the same time as Tusk, and he's trying to get away from the walrus guy. There you go. That's it. That's Done. it. You connected it. <laughs> um, uh, no, this looks uh, incredible though. It uh, Skarsgård looks like he plays a maniac. I don't get that. You think so? You think Skarsgård is? His... I think that he's. Maybe a victim. Oh, okay. I think that there's somebody who we didn't see who is victimizing these people. Okay. And to me, 
I don't know if there's like some weird like the the instructional video that was playing at the end. Mm -hmm. It looked like a like a motherhood like a lactation video. Like that was a woman who was like it was it was like an instructional video on how to like nurse your baby. Sure. So. It, and like the, very, if, the end it, of it is it in like somebody a who's like perfect neighborhood is it somebody is, who's like trapping these people in this house and then you know like i don't know force like forcing them, procreation or something forcing like them that to live the norman rockwell life afterwards, maybe i maybe. don't know Ooh, i don't know I like it's those. definitely it's super it, because it definitely at first makes you think like Oh, Bill Skarsgård seems so nice and charming and everything, sure. and also a uh, huge invasion of privacy on her part by taking his fucking license out and taking a picture of it. Well, I mean, like I was oh, like, I was like, listen, I, he invited you in and you decided to stay. Yeah, but clearly she was smart to do it because look what's happening to her. I don't think that that's. <laughs> I don't think I don't get the sense that he's the bad guy in the movie. No, but I can totally see her being like, I don't trust this guy, but I trust this neighborhood even less. He left his wallet out. I'm gonna snap a picture of it and send it to my friend. Look this guy up, see if he's got a rep. I don't know. That seems like an invasion oh, it's of privacy a, it's to a, me. <laughs> it's a huge invasion of her privacy, but she'll be happy she did listen, it. It's, he invades her privacy. Listen, it's smart. You know it's smart, and I would probably instruct anyone to do that. But it's just, also an invasion of just privacy. Just not to you. <laughs> yeah. Just don't do it to me because you're not going to like what you find. Um, yeah. No, I, uh, I'm i into that, though. Very, uh, yeah, very it, much so. It looks really good. And it's, there's, it's, it's very strange, like the, like the, when you first told me that this was a movie called Barbarian, the juxtaposition between the word barbarian, which conjures up a certain image. Arnold. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, just you know, I mean, it conjures up the image of just like uh, of of uh, like when you think of barbarian, you think of like like wolf pelt cloaked, helmeted, like massive helmed, yeah. big bearded, a fucking barbarian, right? And then ah! and then, like I said, the <laughs> juxtaposition between that word and what you get from that trailer, which is like this kind of picturesque little suburban house. Mm-hmm. It's, Gr granted it's got some dark secrets underneath because there's some like weird like catacombs that bill skarsgård gets pulled into but uh yeah that's very interesting i'm super intrigued and i like that they don't really tell you anything about what the movie's about oh not at all you just know there's a creepy house and, and a, she somehow ends up in these tunnels yeah. underneath the house that's pretty dope i will say this had this movie been made 15 20 years ago that so 100% would have been a Halle Berry movie. Why? Why? I just I I see her like like a movie like Gothica. No, like like a movie like Gothica. She looks like her too, which maybe that's why. There's times, but I'm like picturing. I'm like, if this was made in like the early 2000s, a big studio tentpole horror movie. I guarantee you, if that's the type of character they were looking for, they would have. I don't know. They would have. They would have cast Halle Berry. But Halle Berry, like, can you name another movie that she was in besides Gothica that was like a. No, I can't. Movie? But I honestly, I'm sure she was in more than one. But like, I'm just saying though, like I could see her being that person. That's sure, all. sure. But, um, anyway, no, I'm I'm super intrigued by that. I'm definitely more intrigued by that than uh, last week's trailer. The fall. The fall. Okay. Like I'm still gonna watch that. Sure. Because that idea creeps me out. But this movie looks way better. Yeah. Plus, I like I like Skarsgård. I like Justin Long if he's in it. I don't know who the young lady is in the lead 
there, but uh, not that, not she that looked, she looked like she was playing the hell out of the role. So sure, not that um, not that we're going to pair this movie up with anything, but it would be fun to do Evil Dead Rise and The Fall. <laughs> Rise and Fall. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a good uh, <laughs> be a good doubleheader. But uh, anyway, though, uh, James, now you can say it. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. That's trailer trashed. Let's get into the bleed feed. Fuck! Nailed it. <laughs> the bleed feed. All right, James. Yeah, dog. Uh, another, another podcast, another newscast. Shut up. Got it. All right, um, we do have a death to talk about this week. Oh, no. Uh, not so much uh, a somebody in the music industry, but somebody in the music industry that has absolutely left his mark uh, on horror history. Yeah. And I don't say that lightly. Um, Massimo Marate, or Maranti. Mm-hmm. Massimo Maranti, I think mm-hmm. that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the co-founders of the band Goblin mm-hmm. passed away this week at the age of 70. Mm-hmm. Uh it cannot be understated how important Goblin was to not only Italian cinema, but then to the effect of that Italian cinema had on cinema worldwide. Mm-hmm. And one of the big staples of the big tentpole Italian horror movies were the soundtracks by Goblin. Yep. You know, uh, Dario Argento. Dario Argento stuff, yeah. Yeah, like him particularly. You wouldn't have his his movies would not be the same without Goblin scores. Yeah. You know, you got um, a Deep Red. Uh, his version of Dawn of the Dead, Phenomena, mm-hmm. Suspiria, Tenebrae. Like, those are all Argento movies that Goblin did the sound- soundtrack for. Uh, they also did music for a slew of other movies uh, like uh, Hell of the Living Dead, Contamination, uh, The Church. Um, so that's a Dario Argento-produced movie, I believe. Um, what's his name? Uh, the guy... Doesn't matter who directed it. I can't think of his name now. I always get my Italian directors mixed Sovi. up. But, what? Sovi. Was it Sovi? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, anyway, though, point is, though, uh, huge loss. Huge, <laughs> huge loss yeah. uh, to everything. I know that Goblin was reformed he... recently and tour- started touring again. Oh, he really? was not a part of the new version of Goblin. Um, so don't don't fuck with new Goblin, I guess. <laughs> or, or fuck with him, because it's still Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you do you. do you. But, but at uh, any rate, rest yeah. in peace. Rest in peace, uh, <laughs> Massimo Morante. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on here, James. Yes. What's new on Blue? Really? Wow. Uh, David Cronenberg's <laughs> latest outing, Crimes of the Future, is now available on digital and will soon be headed home on Blu-ray, courtesy of Distribution Solutions. Ooh. Could you come up with a business name that is just so, like... Distribution it's just Solution. The, just the driest, like uninventive bullshit ever <laughs> distribution solutions like could that makes it, me want to fall asleep just saying it you could call it distro solutions distros see distributions <laughs> getting better getting better <laughs> it just sounds it just sounds like one of the fucked up books in the bible uh <laughs> distributions <laughs> 3 341 yeah exactly <laughs> comes after revelations <laughs> And God and God and God gave them Crimes of the Future <laughs> by David Cronenberg on August 9th. It's a god I can get behind. Um, which you can currently pre-order on Amazon for nice. $22.99. Nice. And that's it for blues, my man. That's it, just the one. Yeah, just the one. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> you got any more news? There's no news this week. What? I'm not even kidding you. Uh, we already talked about Fathom. Wait, what up. were you doing when we were sitting here for like? I was trying to find at least one piece of fucking news, <laughs> dude. There's like nothing. Uh, nothing important has happened this week. Oh, like I said, right. Fathom fucked up their thing, but we already talked about that. Fucking Fathom. Um, I can't even fathom that. Oh, oh, I mean, there's there was like some other just pointless stuff, but I figured why waste our time? You know, like there's not. Uh, I feel you, dog. A lot of people talking about the thing. Um, Furiosa. Uh, they uh, the tease. Is that uh, Immortan Joe is coming back? But I feel like that's not news because everybody kind of assumed that Immortan Joe was going to be. I, to be honest with you, I don't even remember. I don't remember much about Fury Road. No, Immortan Joe though was the guy. Remember? No, he, no, no. I know who Immortan oh, Joe okay. was, but I thought he died. You no, know, he did. But Furiosa is a. It's a prequel. Oh, it's a prequel. And 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 Furiosa comes from the clutches of Immortan Joe, so it makes sense that he'd be in the movie. So I didn't really think that was news. So, but I guess if you're interested in that, there you go. Um, is it still going to be? Uh, what's his face? Well, he died. Oh, the actual did he? actor died. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, I believe he died last year. So no, in other words. <laughs> so no. <laughs> but again, maybe. <laughs> um, okay. Um, but yeah. Cool. Right on. That's it but then. Yeah, that's um. That's all I got. All yeah. right. Well, uh, we're gonna take a little bit of a break, not really. And then when we come back from our fake break, we're gonna talk about getting punk and drublick. Oh, they're gonna say jiggy with it and jiggy with <laughs> it. Why would I do that when it's? I guess Will Smith is pretty punk. Yeah, I mean he punches people on stage. Slap. So nice. Slap Which is yeah. it's not very punk. Yeah. It's kind of more bitch than it is punk. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll be back. And throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Punk rock, James. Punk rock. Punk rock. Uh, punk rock and horror kind of seems to go hand in hand. Are you down with the punk rock? Am I down with it? Yeah, are you or down with the punk rock? Down or done? Done. Oh, down. Down. <laughs> down. <laughs> what are you talking are about? Are you down with the punk rock? I am down with the PNC. Yeah, me P- too. P-U-N. I'm, PNC. I'm down with... P-X-N-C. I'm P-X-N-C. <laughs> uh, P- I, like, I like a P- good... P-X-N-K. I like a good punk rock. Yeah, I do. I like a good punk rock too. I do. I do. What's? Yeah. I was gonna ask you this before, and I told you I was gonna tell you to think about it because you always yell at me for hitting you with uh, questions that you, you aren't ready for the answers for. Yeah. But I'm gonna ask you, what is your favorite like punk rock or punk rock adjacent record? Punk rock or punk rock adjacent yeah, record? It's a subjective. Term. I mean, as a bass player, like and out come the wolves is oh, a pretty God. obvious choice. It's 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 such a it's it's such a cop out answer to say. That um uh fuck why can't I think of the name of that song now? Mad mad uh Mad Marxist? No. Oh uh, what the fuck is wrong with me? I know it. <laughs> uh Maxwell Murder. That's a Maxwell Murder. Mad Marxist. I mean it's it's I mean it's, it's fucking I mean it's incredible though. It is. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's not really a cop out, it's amazing. Um uh like do I have to give you something other than other than an out called uh, <laughs> And out come the wolves. That was probably the fr- that was probably my first because I got into pop punk before I got into punk punk. Right? Okay. Like enough. pop punk was my as a child. Pop punk was my um, my gateway into 
punk. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until like, and then Carney, like Carney listened to a lot of punk before I did like Operation Ivy, mm-hmm. uh, the Descendants and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so I ended up getting into a lot of punk. I do feel like later. Rancid was the one of those first records that really got a lot of people started. I mean, yeah. come on, they were the first Bay Area band to get big. They were the first, like, you know, I think, sure. I think they were Bay Area. But um, yeah, I, I agree. I think the first, the first, like, that I would <clears throat> consider, like, pop punk slash punk rock, whatever you want to call it, like I said, record that got me really into it mm-hmm. was Dookie. Honestly, mm. I think Dookie, like, I, I remember stealing my brother's record and just listening to it endlessly. And I'd mm-hmm. already been into, like, sort of hardcore at that point. Like and like, so I I dabbled in metal. I dabbled in hardcore. Fucking downset represent. Um, but like my point is like I was I was experimenting with my heavier <laughs> my heavier things, and um, Dookie though I remember just captured my imagination though. Like that record fucking just did it. Like, mm-hmm. That cemented me as like this is the style of music that I'm gonna grasp onto and like really travel down. Mm-hmm. I think though um, one of my favorite records of all time uh, in terms of like punk rock. Not even pop punk. Mm, um, I don't know. How would you? I don't know how I consider it. Would you consider? Just say Mil- it. Would you consider Millen punk rock or pop punk? Uh, they're kind of. They're kind of teetering. Sort of a weird like in between, but I would put them more in the pop punk. Yeah. Category. Well, Pennybridge uh, Pioneers is yeah is maybe one of the best like beat for beat track for track records mm-hmm. i think ever put out it's every track on that record's amazing um i never i don't know what about you anything outside of rancid though but you uh, um, maybe your go-to record i listened to a lot of the clash when i was younger and i actually didn't i i got introduced to the clash because i first listened to big audio dynamite okay and big audio dynamite was um shit what's his name uh mick jones from uh from the clash yeah was it formed big big audio dynamite and my my cousin and his sister were super into them have you ever listened to them no bad no situation nowhere rush for a change of atmosphere you've never listened to them no, so not. i didn't actually like when i first started listening to them i didn't even know who the clash was and then a few years later i learned that oh this guy's from the clash and so then i okay. started listening to the clash and then i got into them for a while but yeah, I don't know. I uh, like I never I never listened to punk like religiously the way that I did a lot of other, you know, I was more of I was more of a product of like the screamo generation, hardcore Beach Boys. Be- well, also, yeah, I mean, I my my love for my love for oldies runs deep, you know, very very deep, much deeper than yours so, ever would. Oh, most definitely. Cuz you're a shallow piece of shit. I did grow up on uh Bab Streisand and Barry Manilow and uh, Aaron Neville and uh, Michael Bolton. Aaron and... Neville. I wish I could do it. I can't do it. I. <laughs> Greg does a pretty he... good one. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I just as a kid, I just knew him as the mole guy. <laughs> the mole guy. Here's a, here's Before a, I could memorize names. Here's a quarter. Why don't you go downtown and see if you can find a rat and gnaw that thing off your face. <laughs> I know, and now I'm crossing so many. What's that from, Uncle Buck? Uh, I think it's from I Uncle think Buck. So yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, though, uh, obviously tonight's movies are about punk rock. Punk rock. That's the that's the theme. And punk bands, sort of. The Ranger claims that it's about a punk band. 
It's or, really, or did you say it was? It's really well. It says it in the synopsis. Yeah. It's really about a group of kids who w- want to be a band. Kind of. Yeah. It's not really though. <laughs> it's and I I have thoughts. Um. <laughs> so anyway though, uh, the Ranger from 2018, directed by uh Jen Wexler, uh, teen punks on the run from the cops and hiding out in the woods come up against the local authority, an unhinged park ranger with an axe to grind. That yeah, sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. But? <laughs> you once told me not to give it away at the beginning, okay, so I'm not going to do that. Okay, let's talk about this film, then. <laughs> so you have Chloe Levine, who plays Chelsea. Let's talk, she's, let's talk she's about the, the artistry main, of this film. She, she's the main character. Um, <laughs> the younger version uh, of her and the older version both make an appearance in the movie. Follows most of the older version. So Chloe Levine, I thought, did a pretty good job in this movie. Yeah, she looks great in a bikini. <laughs> In a bikini? Yeah. Was she ever in a bikini? Well, she was skinny dipping. I assumed that she had a bikini on. <laughs> in my head, she did. <laughs> well, usually when somebody skinny dips, they're naked. Well, I figured she wasn't... Wait, so hold on. <laughs> so you see a girl in a scene skinny dipping, and the 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 image that your brain conjures up is that she's got a, she's got a bathing suit on? No, those are the images that I looked up on the internet after I conjured her up, James. <laughs> Oh, I see. You're just being a creepy piece of shit. <laughs> My point is, she's easy on the eyes. I was, I was okay with her. She plays. Uh, yeah, she's cute. She plays Chelsea. Uh, she is the main character in mm-hmm. the movie outside of the Park Ranger. Uh, the Ranger, played by Jeremy Holm, which is he not just the poor man's version of what's his face, Rob Riggle? Yeah, <laughs> like he looked exactly and sounded exactly like Rob Riggle. <laughs> And the entire movie, I'm thinking to myself, this movie would be so much better if this was an unhinged Rob Riggle. You're absolutely right. Like if this movie would, if if it would have been Rob Riggle, kind of playing it straight, but still being Rob Riggle. I don't. Even oh, no, no, think- no, no, no. Wait, sorry. The opposite of that. They played this too straight. Yeah. What they needed was Rob Riggle playing, okay. I playing, know how to fix this playing movie. just an over the top unhinged we're, Rob Riggle character. We're kind of getting away from our point here and we're yeah. totally giving away what we thought about this movie. Sure, whatever. But this is how this movie would have been so much better. <clears throat> you cast Rob Rob Riggle Rob Riggle to play the lead and then you make this like a wolf cop type movie. Yeah. That's what I was expecting yeah. and that's what I wanted. Yeah. Just ridiculous over the cop. He's an unhinged park ranger. How can you take that seriously? <laughs> You know, like yeah. you can't. <laughs> like he needs to drop some Lorax lines, like I do this for the trees. <laughs> well, especially, you know, like, I mean, like there's parts in this movie where he, like, I've, I, I, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be un, like intentionally sort of funny, or if it was just completely unintentional and it was supposed to be I think, more unsettling. But like the parts where he would rattle off um, uh, national park code. I think they thought that was supposed to be like neurotic almost. Like having an open open container within the confines of a national park is against uh, chapter 25.3. I'm like, that's okay. But again. If Rob Riggle was doing it. Doing it like the Wolf Cop movies. Right. Like that's the thing though. There's, there's, there's a certain way of delivering. If that's how they were intending it to be, they failed mm-hmm. miserably. Um, they really tried to make this a very serious sort of movie. Yeah, it just didn't work. No. Um, you also in in Chelsea. So here's what happened. They're um, they're at a, a club, right? They're, they're at a club. Yeah, they're at a club. They're all doing fucking blow, or whatever, whatever, echo, whatever echo. their drug of choice is. 
And uh, Chelsea's boyfriend, Garth. God, one of the worst characters ever. Oh, Not yeah, just because he's, he's annoying, but like he's just awful. Yeah. Um, played by Granite Lau. Well, he's got a stupid name, too. <laughs> um, and then you have uh, another guy named Jerk, who played by Jeremy Pope. Uh, and his boyfriend, Abe, yes, they are of the times, uh, named Bubba Wheeler. <laughs> thanks for thanks for pointing that out, man. <laughs> and then you have Amber, who actually, Amber, I thought, was the least offensive character outside of Chelsea. She actually struck me as being just kind of the dumb, bubbly, drug-addicted, fun girl addition to the crew. Um, Kind of. Well, there was really no likable characters. I didn't say likable. I said the least offensive. Least offensive? <laughs> yeah. In like in terms of just my eyes, no, no, not my <laughs> eyes, but like my like my eyes of like the, you know what? There's a slip. Let it let it Um <laughs> Point is, she was not the most annoying character of the bunch outside of Chelsea. Well, no, the most the most annoying character was uh, was Gareth was Gareth Gareth <laughs> Gareth Gareth. Um, um, and then you have Larry Fessenden randomly sh- shows up as Uncle Pete. <laughs> Well, yeah, Larry Fessenden. He, I, I, I do respect Larry Fessenden for like he just, he just works, man. Sure. You well, know? he produced this movie. His well, company he, he, produced it, right? So, and he just he he shows up in like, I'm. This is the type of movie you would kind of expect him to show up in, but like, he just shows up randomly everywhere. Sure. And I like that. Yeah. He just keeps his face Comes in movies in for like two hours worth of work. Yeah. Leaves. <laughs> done it's like getting work done i like that um so anyway though i they're at this club or whatever it gets raided by the cops and because they're all fucking anti-cop punk rockers they end up killing a cop these were okay i know what you're gonna say and let me get through this first because (laughs) i know what you're gonna say okay they end up killing a cop and they got to go on the run she had an uncle that died when she was young and he had a place up in the mountains and no one's been there for years and she's like well maybe i have a place and so they go there yeah they meet the park ranger he's everything we already described him as yeah and uh yeah and then the, the 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 punk rocker guys I'm going to leave this part redacted because of what you want to say. Um, they do what they do, and they start getting killed. Yeah. That's that's the movie. So <laughs> these, these like, I, I, it's just like when you have a movie like this that really tries hard to, like, set a, um, like a, like a, visually they're going for a very specific sort of thing, right? Yeah. And you got these kids who are punk rockers. These were like, these were like the kind of punk rockers who are it's like machine gun kelly punk rock oh i wouldn't even say that like all their clothes probably were actually gucci you know yeah i i look at it and like and like the designer of the of the jacket the guy was wearing like like very very purposely and and very uh, you know, like very purposely put the anarchy sign meticulously. And the, meticulously, like they were, they just struck me as like in the same way, like in, in the same way, like you have a SoundCloud rapper. Mm-hmm. These were like SoundCloud punk rockers. You know what I mean? So my very- and and it's not to say, listen, I everybody can wear what they want. Everybody, can, but like when you try and pass off a group of kids who look like they're actually like rich kids who their parents bought all of their punk rock clothes for them as like menaces to society. It doesn't work. See that I, you're you, I did not take that away at all. Really? I, not at all. Because 
what I took it as is I I I categorize these these characters as like Return of the Living Dead punk rockers. They're the type of punk rockers that don't exist because they're just what crotchety old ladies think of what punk rockers are. And then when you put that on screen, it doesn't translate into anybody in real life. Like but, I don't I don't believe that those people ever existed. And there's But the thing is is like <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Look up a picture of Machine Gun Kelly right oh, now. I know she ja- dresses like this. Sure, I know exactly that, what you're talking about. Because but. that, like, and you're right. Like this, this image of punk in this movie is exactly what an old lady would think is a punk rock yeah, kid. They, but it Machine work. Gun Kelly took that aesthetic and turned it into a real thing, and now a bunch of people are also turning that into a real thing, and that's what even these if come across. As even if me. it's played straight, though, right? which this was not played straight by any stretch of the imagination, but even if it was played straight, it never works because non-punk people Mm -hmm. always comes off as way over the top because they don't know what it is. Like they don't, they've never lived that life. They don't know how it actually is. Right. So they, they play it like the way they've always seen it on TV, the over the top performances and this and that, like it just never works. Right. Um, rarely, Never works. Like uh, a movie like SLC Punk, for example, mm-hmm. spot on, absolutely spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Room, which we'll get to Green later, Room, yeah, spot on. But there's, right. there's purpose for that, though. Right. Um, the point is, though, that's because we don't know how to take this movie because yeah. we don't know what it's trying to do. Right. It's difficult to place these characters in either a comedic role or a serious <laughs> role. But re- regardless of which one they're in, they sucked. <laughs> Yeah, ta- like okay, know. so so taking it from a taking it from a playing it straight sort of perspective, uh, it, yeah, not believable whatsoever. Like you look at Garth in his oh. like in his like nine hundred dollar leather jacket with the one blue arm, you know, like, and then pulling out his pulling out his knife and talking about stabbing people. I'm like, okay, little boy, <laughs> like go. Leave the club, go back home to your parents' house and tell them that you gave a cop a boo-boo so that they can all sort it out for you, you know? Like, there's just none of none of them were believable. Aside from, I would say aside from Chelsea. Like, she did come across as like yeah. a... Because she was normal. She, like, she was, yeah, she was pretty normal. It was like, this is just, this just so happened to be the crowd that she sort of fell in with. Yeah. But she, she pretty obviously had like some, some skeletons in the closet and... And uh, I don't know. I felt like it came through. Yeah, her her character I thought was fine. In the character. like Her character wasn't bad. It was everything that was around. And this is part of the tone deafness of the movie. It doesn't know what it is. I wouldn't say tone deaf. Well, not, really. well not tone deaf, but like, well, kind of tone deaf because they don't know what tone they're going for. Mm, yeah. I, think it, I think it definitely fits. Yeah. Um, so, why? Why? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, this is just a random thought. Why did when when Chelsea's character went off to the to the river to be by herself and be one with nature and all that, right? Get all naked. The girl, the other girl, um, whatever whatever her name was, doesn't matter. Uh, why did she go outside to pee? Was there no toilet inside the house? I know. I was thinking the same thing. You're in a cabin. There's probably a bathroom. Is she just so punk rock that she has to piss in the woods? Dude, that's how fucking punk I am, dude. I just piss out in the woods. She doesn't get a little on a leg. Did you even pee? Not to, not to mention, the guy comes up, Garth, who is the boyfriend of Chelsea, comes up behind her, and they start doing this little, like, 
lovers dance like they're gonna cheat together Mm -hmm. and i'm like she just peed dude (laughs) like you don't want any of that right now (laughs) so they're they're, like at least let her go clean herself up a little bit the first one to get uh offed by the uh by the ranger who doesn't really even seem all that unhinged she just starts killing people that's the thing well he i mean he does the plot was well he was the plot though was so thin in this movie. Oh, the plot was there was no stupid. There was really no rhyme or reason as to why anything was happening. No, there's no backstories on anybody really. They tried to give a little bit of backstory to Chelsea and uh, the and ranger her, and her. Yeah, but you still don't know why the ranger is uptight. I think crazy. he's just a nut job, and I think that I think that Chelsea. So spoilers here. Don't watch this movie. First of all, spoilers, but also spoilers here. <laughs> Chelsea accidentally shoots and kills her uh, her uncle while they're doing target practice because he goes to set up some bottles on the edge of a cliff and yeah. she accidentally shoots him and he falls off the cliff and then <laughs> the the ranger <laughs> comes across her and I, I get the idea that he convinces her that she did it on purpose yeah because she's a wolf she's a what the was with the wolf she's subtext. A, she's a. I don't. I don't. I don't know, dude. Why are they wolves? I don't know. Like, <laughs> what, what, I don't know. Why is there a scene where the ranger is running around in a wolf? Was that supposed to be a real wolf pelt? Because it wasn't. Well, I know that, <laughs> and I, I. I feel like that. I feel like that scene was supposed to be unsettling, but it was just so funny I'm that it couldn't this. be unsettling. I'm watching this, and, and it became apparent. The movie looked pretty good. Like yeah, it, yeah, it, it yeah. It actually looked pretty good. Yeah. But you could tell they did not have a budget for effects or anything, because everything was either off-screen or uh, or whatever. Yeah. Like, they did not have a big effects budget, you could tell. And so I was wondering, I'm Ex- like... Except when... Uh, I mean, it didn't happen, like, directly on screen, but when uh, Amber got shot... Yeah, but that, actually but that su- was all quick though. Like, that actually surprised me. It was a pretty good. That was a pretty good. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't was okay. really a kill, but put it this way: they never like lingered though. There was never any like big effects shots. It was always kind of small stuff. I don't know or the just leg, blood, or the leg was pretty. That was gnarly. it. That was the only one. That was pretty good. That was the only one. That's not bad. I thought it was pretty good. My point is this. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my point is this. Um, what was I talking? Do you about? remember your point? I'm sorry, oh, I fucked fuck. you up. <laughs> I, I, I do it to you enough. Um. The wolf, the, sub, oh, oh, yeah. the subtext of the wolf. I'm watching. I'm watching this scene. I go, is this maybe like the scene called for him to have a transformation into a wolf, and this is what they threw together? <laughs> like, part of me was wondering, like, if this is just what they thought was good enough for him to be half man, half wolf. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Because it does the wolf subtext doesn't make any sense, and then she buys into it at the very end. I think it's, I, it's it, like, it, it does it does it does make sense a little bit. I think that when she was younger, he uh, because he's all about like. You know, these are the things that you find in nature. He keeps talking about like drugs. You can't find this in nature. Like your her hair color is pink, and he's like, "Have you ever seen that color in nature?" So he's all about nature, and he's all about obviously. He feels like he's an alpha, uh, like an alpha male, an alpha being, right? Sure. So if you felt like you were an alpha, obviously you're sort of associating yourself with the the imagery of a wolf, right? Yeah. Ooh, and random, so he and random so jan- jancy pants appearance. And so he, what? I said random jancy pants appearance. Why? I just got a text from her. Oh, 
Um, so <laughs> sorry, <laughs> a wild Jansy pants appears. <laughs> the mystical Jansy pants. Um, so what the hell was I saying? Now you just fucked me. Sorry, up. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he convinced her that she was a wolf cub, yeah. right? And he raised her to be a wolf. And somehow you never. Oh, so he gets arrested. Does he get arrested? No, he's still he's still a park ranger. He didn't get arrested. Like the cops show up. We don't know what happens. They don't explain he, it. Okay, he does tell her at one point that I protected you. So he must have, he made up a story and Did he eat them. Maybe I don't Did know. He maul them like a wolf. I don't know. This fucking movie was dumb. <laughs> it was very dumb. It was a bad I movie. Thought, I thought there's like gotta take her pain away. We're just gonna give her a little bit more drugs and they pump an entire syringe <laughs> into her. <laughs> and then and then at the end, he tells her, I, "I I gave you a good dose of that stuff you've been snorting." She goes, "You can't shoot it." And he goes, "He goes, yeah, but I figured if we did this." It would help you to get off of it. What? Yeah. Where's the logic there? <laughs> you can't shoot it. That means you'll probably die. There. I don't know. There were a couple of things that I, a couple of moments I liked. Not things about the movie I liked, but there was a couple of moments that sure. made me chuckle. Sure. Like when, uh, when the one kid gets his foot caught in the bear trap and the ranger picks up his foot, flips it in his hand. And he says, I'm taking that with me. <laughs> I thought like, that was pretty funny. He's like, property found on the mountain is <laughs> confiscated and blah, blah, blah. I I yeah. thought that was pretty fun. No, it was. Uh, at the beginning, when they're traveling from their van up to the cabin, mm-hmm. they pass by the remnants of just a chimney mm-hmm. in the woods. Mm-hmm. And because my brain is my brain, evil dead. it makes me wonder if that was like an ode <laughs> to the old Evil Dead cabin. Sure. Because that's... What other famous horror movie cabin is famous for having burnt down and then just the, just the chimney just remains, the chimney, right? Yeah. It might not be that... I choose to look at it. I got a chuckle out of it. Yeah. I also thought that, and I think this was for a lack of, again, a lack of budget, honestly, mm-hmm. but they used the old school 3D technique to show being high at the end. They, 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 it was just red and green or red yeah, and Yeah, it was like that, uh, what do they call that? It's actually an Instagram filter. <laughs> well, it's, but it's I mean, 3D. They didn't, it's just a 3D filter. Well, but. yeah, they call it, um, the hell do they call it it's chrome chrome something chromatic chromatic f- chromatic blur or something like that yeah I, yeah i thought that was an interesting choice i didn't think that it didn't work i, I thought no, i thought was... i thought it was actually pretty i thought it was pretty good no. like as far as like getting the idea across of just being you know yeah. sort of high out of your mind yeah um yeah outside of that though this movie fucking bit bit of dick yeah it kind of blew um <laughs> I feel like that there not, were things. Great. I feel like that there were things that they could have done to actually make it a pretty like the premise is not that bad. No, not at all. The pre- like the idea of this like crazy guy who, um, you know, was the mentor to this little girl, and then somehow she gets away from the whole situation, and then like the idea of her getting back into the woods and kind of like, uh, having this transformation into, into this like just instinctual killer mm-hmm. right that's kind of cool yeah uh, it, it kind of reminds me of like uh that movie uh becky yeah right definitely. she ends up fleeing out into the woods or and then revenge. she or revenge yeah mm-hmm. like any yeah i just i feel like there were a lot of things that they could have done better like for oh yes yeah. f- for for as much there this movie had about an eighth of a good idea right and that's about it right yeah 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 um so uh, overall just not yeah. a great movie though. so james would you consider this a bloody good film where have i heard that before ah it's some shitty podcast 
Um, no, this movie was not good. <laughs> and yep, I, I would not recommend it. But if you do watch it, watch it with a friend and just make fun of it yeah, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. S- other films watching this film would not be green with envy. Speaking of green. Nice, dude. Got it. You really did that professionally. Got it. Uh, uh, here, bring us into this one, James. Okay, so next up we have Green Room from, according to me, 2019, <laughs> but in reality, 2015, uh, directed by Jeremy Solnier, who is who's also done Blue Ruin, Murder Party. Um, we did Hold the Dark. Hold the Dark. Nope. Um, Hold He's the got dark, some other stuff is... coming up, too, because I know I've read about some new projects of his, but they weren't listed in his filmography as even being in production. So I don't know what the deal is with those. I know uh, that... Um, well, that's not true. Well, I thought he was doing the new uh, Toxic Avenger movie. Turns no, that's, out that's, that's Macon Blair. Macon Blair, who's also yep. in this movie and is a, is a very frequent collaborator with Jeremy Solnier. He's yep. in all of his movies yep. and everything else. So you, uh, you can see my confusion. Rebel Ridge, is that what you're talking about? What's that? Uh, high, philo- high velocity thriller. High velocity. High velocity. <laughs> high velocity thriller that explores systemic American injustices through bone breaking action sequences, suspense, and dark humor. No, that's, nope, uh, that's not it. Jeremy. Solnier. I thought there was something else, but whatever. Uh, this movie is starring the late great Anton Yelkin. Still one of the saddest stories. Dude, ever I get of... so bummed out every yeah. time I see. It wasn't even that I was a huge Anton Yelton fan. I was. I think that I finally, I think that I really only watched more of his stuff after he passed. So when he passed, I was like, oh, the guy from Star Trek died. Like, I, it, you know, it, it, sure, that sucks, but it didn't like affect me at a level where I was like a big fan. And the more I watch of his and the more the more I get familiar with the work that he was able to do in his short time. Yeah. Like he's so he was so good. He's really really good. like so like, I, like he had oh, he man. had such a like promising oh yeah. career ahead of oh, him. Oh yeah, and he was good from it. He was one of those people who was like a good child actor too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever saw uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, was it Charlie Bartlett? Is that the name? Yeah, Charlie Bartlett. I did not see that. Like that was two thousand seven, so he would have been. Uh, uh, I don't know. Two thousand seven. What's nineteen eighty nine to two thousand seven? Nineteen eighty nine to two thousand seven. Ninety nine two thousand seven. So is that huh? Eighteen years. Is that eighteen? I don't know. Like I'm that. fucking terrible at math. So am I. Eighty nine to ninety nine to two thousand nine would have been twenty. So he's eighteen. Eighteen. Ah, wow. Me. He was eighteen in that movie. Yeah. You got to go watch Charlie Bartlett because he plays like a fourteen year old. Okay. And he looks every bit of 12. Well, in fairness. <laughs> he was a very young looking man. Um, but yeah, dude, he he's so good. He like and he's got like I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. Like he's got a very sort of soothing. Yeah. He's a very soothing cat. Like his roles are always like he's a very like he he can take any character and make it sort of just this really casual and empathetic though like you you feel for him like whatever he's going like he's yeah. very good at just making you oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, um anyway though okay so let's um let me see if i can get this band straight because of course the credits are out of order you have uh anton yeldon who plays pat pat is the bass player okay Woo-woo. of course he's the bass player right? yeah fuck yeah then you have Tiger, the singer? Tiger was the singer. Tiger, the singer, played by Callum Turner. No, I didn't look this up, but he has to be not from not from America. 
I, it did sound like he had a twinge or something. Because going on. there was one line in particular where he like pretty obviously has an accent, and I can't remember what the fucking line is. I noticed it throughout the whole movie, but that was but that was also because he was trying to talk very punk rock. Oh, he's born in London. Okay, London, 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 England. Reese was the drummer, right? Was Reese the drummer? Reese was the drummer who was also a total badass. Yep. Um, and then uh, you have Sam, played by Alia Shawkat, who plays uh, the guitar player. Mm-hmm. Maybe this, maybe this is weird. I like her a lot. Like everything I've ever seen her in, I like oh, her. Oh God, it's she's maybe funky, huh? She's maybe funky. What's maybe funky? From Arrested Development. Oh, <laughs> her last name is Funky. Yeah, F U N F F U N K I E. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I completely forgot she was in this movie when she popped up. I'm like, ah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I like her. Yeah, I. Okay, so. Right off the bat, the the big difference in this movie and something like The Ranger or whatever, you can one thousand percent tell. And I knew that, and I, and I didn't know this before looking it up because I wanted to to, to verify it. Um, I'm like Jeremy Saunier must have been in, in band. touring bands yeah. when he was <laughs> younger. And when you look it up, it turns out he was in hardcore bands, okay, touring cool. hardcore bands in his yep. youth. So and and every the first twenty five minutes of this movie is literally a love letter to that life it, living in a van like and, yeah. it's 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 so it's so incredibly bleak and so incredibly like like uh downtrodden mm-hmm. but there's this there's this there's like, a part of you where you're like Fuck, there's a shine I wanna, to I it though. Do there's that, like a though. shimmer to it <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's 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 and and only people that love that lifestyle would understand that well, and he and perfectly the, and the scene put where that on the on scene screen. where they first meet tadpole Mm-hmm. And like it, it, Tad's this dude. He's got he like he's texting him, and he's like, "You'll you'll see me. I got a I, I got a mohawk." And they pull up, and Tad just like he's never met these guys before, but he's the guy who booked the show. Yeah. And he walks up to their van, and he hands him the keys to his apartment. And he goes, "Hey, I work nights, so uh, I'll catch up with you after breakfast. But you guys can go in." Like just opening your apartment to a random band. Yep. Like I've done that. Yeah. Like we've we've experienced that where people just. Open up, open up their lives to you, so you can come in for a night or two. And we had a band stay at the uh, apartment. Uh, we did. Yeah, we did. Who? I uh, Brian and I. I was a band that Brian and I played with when we were in. Because uh, it wasn't Teal. Yeah, I had to do it Teal. You guys I, didn't. Had to do you guys teal. didn't give me permission to do yeah, this. Yeah, no, you were there. Or I mean, or I didn't give you, you permission living, to do this. You weren't living there because you were banging our guitar player's sister. Yeah. So. <laughs> But you married her, so you know, good on you. Yeah. Um. Point is, though, is yeah, we had a band stay at the apartment uh, after a show one time. What band? I fuck if I know who they were. <laughs> I just I just remember that it happened. Um. But you can tell you can tell from watching the movie though that this is the life he lived. Was like, it was, was it ashes burned from the roses eternal nights of the days cinders burning upon our soul? It was cinder, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with cinder is short for what i just said yeah, yeah. <laughs> um no anyway though like i said you can just you can just tell though yeah and there's so many things that happened while i'm watching this i'm like check 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 like things that even even i am my my limited tour experience you have way more than me oh yeah dude. um but let me ask like, you this like let the, me ask you like this. the nazis the flesh-eating like, dogs like that's that's my experience of course that's my yeah. touring experience <laughs> have you ever had to cipher gas on tour siphon or cipher, siphon. I've never siphon. had to. Siphon. I've never had to. I've never had to do a cipher 
to get gas. No. Sweet if you did though. Uh, come on, let me, let me. <laughs> Never, never had to siphon gas though. No, uh, I have siphoned gas, but not on tour. Not on tour though. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering if that was. I had never done that one. But the thing that they do in this movie with the two tubes, mm-hmm. where you don't have to suck the oh, yeah. gas through. I've seen that before. That's brilliant. Yeah. I never have seen that. Yeah. Uh, that's something I'd like to try, especially with gas prices would, the way would, they are. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Um, but showing up to a gig and it's canceled before you even got there and oh, no one dude. told you, check. Playing in a fucking... Restaurant? Playing in a restaurant? Because that gig was canceled? Check. I don't know if the gig was canceled, but we literally we played in a Chinese restaurant one time. Uh, we played in a pizza pizzeria. <laughs> Yeah. See, that seems like a bar pizzeria. Place. That seems more appropriate in, than playing in a fucking Chinese on a restaurant. Thursday night, nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a glorified practice. That's awesome. Uh, but then, but then, getting offered a place to stay. This is this is where my thing takes over. Getting offered a place to stay by the owner of that restaurant while getting free booze and pizza, and telling us to go crash at his dead brother's house because it's empty. Yikes. That sounds like a smart thing to do. Did we do it? Yeah, goddamn right we did. Hell yeah. What was that? It was be- it was between that and fucking Walmart parking lot. Yeah. Yep. So Yep. So my point is though, is like all these things happen to real bands. Like it's 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 such a random or uh not random occurrence. Right, like it, right. So that's I don't know. I I right off the bat, I I just had love for this movie. Yeah. Um this was not my first time watching it, but like that all kind of came back though. Like I forgot how like on the button, you know, finger on the button he was. Yeah, was just very authentic. Yeah. Felt very authentic. Um so this uh this this band shows up they show uh Tadpole is supposed to have booked them a show at the Muni Center and uh his last show that he booked there went awry because there was shit and puke and uh all kinds of it's stuff. Weird that, that I kind of want to go to that show just to see what it was all about. <laughs> and so he's like, so he's like, but I, I lined something else up for you to get fifty percent of the door and blah blah blah. So it ends up being this this bullshit gig at a pizza uh, pizza joint. And so they're pissed off, but he's like, you know what? Uh, let me call my cousin. Maybe I can get you a gig, three hundred fifty bucks. Blah blah blah. Did you have the impression that there was never any gig? He just wanted to do the interview for his radio station no i got no, i kind of got I, the impression there because afterwards he goes the scene's dead here man like he knew there like it's almost like he knew there was no gig to book well so when they like when they uh who who gets after him was it uh the singer was it uh was it tiger was it tiger i think it was tiger or was it joe not joe was uh it? joe's his real name reese was it reese reese was the fighter yeah you're right so it makes yeah, sense that right. he was yeah um He's like, he's like, oh, you fucking fashion punk bullshit. Like, you yeah. know, like he's he he's basically basically accusing because he's he's the typical like he's got the mohawk, the leather jacket with the patches and the the studs but all Reese over is the it. Same like, guy that goes, this dude's legit because he had a fear record, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I I don't think that I I think that he was uh I think that he was being I think that he was being honest about he had the show lined up at the muni center or whatever it was and mm-hmm. then it probably fell through okay Fair um enough. so basically they end up getting sent out to this like skinhead hangout in the middle of the woods it seems like in too. the middle of nowhere yeah. to do this show but they can't really pass up the show because they're on tour and they're dead broke and it's either they they take the 
piddly amount of money that they made from the pizza place and try and make it back home or they do the show get 350 bucks and you know might be able to continue the tour yeah just like a fuck it's it like in all of his well i've never seen murder party but like in in this in blue ruin um uh, uh, what the hell is the other one with the wolves in the oh, in Skarsgård? Uh, dark was the dark, dark was, was the night. night. Was it dark? Was it hold the dark? Hold the, hold the dark. One. He has such a he has such a way. I don't know if it's like in the actual look of the films or something about the atmosphere that like so effectively makes you feel uncomfortable. Sure. As soon as they show up, and and obviously in a situation like this with a bunch of fucking Nazis peddling around, like it's gonna feel uncomfortable anyway. But they do such. He does such a good job of making it feel so authentic that you're like it. It feels like it could be a very real place that they're at. Oh sure. And a very real situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I, none of the people, like none of the people that are there, like the patrons and like the people that frequent that kind of mm-hmm. place, the the boots and the what do they call? It? What is he? So it's mostly boots and red laces. Red, oh, boots and. Boots and skins, boots and skins, something like whatever it was. Yeah, the they all seem believable too. Boots and blades. Was it boots and blades? I don't know. I can't remember. They they were all really believable too. Yeah, like nobody was over the top. Nobody was anything. That's what made it so fucking creepy. Right. Like it's just like oh shit. Like this is like like in a lot of movies you'll see a it just kind of like the same thing that we were saying with like the punk rockers in the last movie. A lot of people will uh, do their They'll kind of uh, put on screen their idea of what a Nazi skinhead yeah. would look and talk and dress like. Mm-hmm. And it's like just so over the top. Whereas in real life, probably, I don't know a lot of Nazi skinheads, thankfully, but uh, they're probably a lot more unassuming. You don't know Steve? <laughs> you don't know Steve? Skin, oh, skinhead Steve? Oh, skinhead Steve. Well, yeah. of course I know skinhead Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody does. Um uh, you know what I mean, though? Like, it's just, it feels, I keep reiterating, I hate to keep repeating myself, but it just feels very authentic. Yeah. And it, extremely it uncomfortable. Like, I, I keep looking at this, I when I watch this movie, I go, I would not want to be in this situation. Like, I would feel so uncomfortable the entire oh, time shit, I was yeah. there. Well, so they go there. I'd feel uncomfortable just pulling up to the place. Right. I wouldn't want to play there, right. like, first off. Like, I understand the bind that they're in, and I get that. And they totally could have made it out of there scot-free. Yeah. One thousand percent well, could sure. have made it out of there scot free. I'm surprised they made it out of there after playing Dead Kennedys. Yeah, like they have this bone. Anton Yelton's like, I have a bad idea, <laughs> and then it cuts to them playing on stage. And the first song or the one of the songs they play is Nazi punks fuck off. Well, they, and they're yelling it right to the Nazis, all the Nazis in the crowd. They and open the show with it, like they they yeah. um, they look out into the crowd. They realize, I mean, when they walk into the place, they realize the whole place is filled with Nazis. Yeah. So they yeah. Well, they they inadvertently walk into a murder scene because one of the 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 headlining band's singer murdered somebody because they were trying to leave and flee from basically the the organization. Right is basically what it was. His his girlfriend was gonna leave. So Yelton goes back in to get um uh re uh not Reese uh, Sam's cell phone charger. She leaves in the green room, mm-hmm. and uh, it took me an embarrassingly long time to realize why this movie was called Green Room. <laughs> <laughs> an embarrassingly long time <laughs> oh point is though uh, he goes back in there and stumbles upon this so then they can't fucking leave and this guy uh his name was big justin who miraculously 
is somehow not David Harbour. I don't understand if they like cloned him or something. Dude, he doesn't look like. Oh David my Harbour. god! Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he fucking does. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I described this movie to Kristen the other day because we were supposed to watch it together, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you'd like it. It's this and this and this." And David Harbour's in it. Like I literally said that to her. You oh, so you actually thought it was David? I did. Harbour? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he looks exactly like him. No, he doesn't. Uh, well, okay, to each your own, but you're wrong. <laughs> um, so he basically brings him in the room, and they're stuck in the green room for a good portion of the movie. And they're they're negotiating with with the skinheads outside, and then you get introduced to the leader, Darcy. Darcy, played by Sir Sir Patrick Stewart, <laughs> in in one of the most cold, calm, calculated, creepy, so creepy. All the c words, oh. cunt. <laughs> it's, oh God, he's so good. It's, he's so good. It's him, and 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 I I said this about. Uh, I said this about Blue Ruin the first time that I ever watched it. Like, there's a lot of, and this movie's, um, well, I said about Blue Ruin, like, there's a lot of, it lives a lot in its quiet moments, you know? Like, so much, so much of the vibe of the movie comes in the, in the moments when nothing is being said, but just like somebody is doing something on screen that, you know, just requires all of your attention. Sure. This movie is similar, similarly very quiet. At times, but it's like in such an unnerving way because um, it's unusually quiet given its subject matter too. Well, because you have these, well, especially when Darcy like, and you can tell that uh, Macon Blair's character, um, the hell was what was his character's so, name? So real quick, you do know, like you Gabe. had to have known, right? Jeremy Sonier, being that Macon Blair has done everything with Jeremy Sonier, mm-hmm. he's been his ride or die since the very beginning. Sure, yeah. You know, he's like, I'm writing you a fucking role, and you're going to star. <laughs> alongside patrick fucking stewart like you know he did that intentionally like i'm making, giving you this and making awesome like role. oh yes that sounds awesome and he's like hey but 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 you're a nazi you're a nazi <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit um like so macon blair has always had that he's very he's very calm you know yeah and like, and it's weird how much range he has yeah he's making for... really good acting choices what what? Play it back. What? Play it back. Nazi? No. What I said. Oh, he's making... Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. Don't interrupt me in the middle of a point so that you can fucking pun on me. Um, now I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> making... Bla- like, he has so much... It's weird how he has so much range, even though he's... he's uh, he plays these characters all kind of similar similar yeah but in a weird like whereas his character in blue ruin is very quiet and very like uh very timid but becomes a a completely unassuming badass right mm-hmm. um his character in this is very quiet but it it's a whole different kind of quiet it's scary quiet right it's like uh i don't want to fuck with this guy because he doesn't say a lot and that's creepy because well, he comes off. He comes off in this movie too, like he's he's like a thousand percent with the cause, right? Right. But then he flips so easily at the very end. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, but it, but it makes you wonder though if throughout the entire time was he just doing what he thought he needed to do, mm. and then when faced with the reality of what he was doing, like maybe you know he he kept his cool for it, 
but realize, fuck this. Yeah. Not that it makes his character any better, you know, thematically, but like, you know. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, and that's that's because he because he does he could have legitimately run away and never said a word to anybody. Right. But he legitimately finds people and tells them to call the cops. Right. Like he had like he goes through a transition throughout the movie. Yet he's still like he he's still not like a sympathetic character. Like you can't look at him like a oh what a good guy he did oh, what he yeah, was no. what he did what he said he was gonna do because he's still a fucking Nazi. Yeah, not know? that he's a good guy, but I think he looked at Darcy and realized that's my future. Right, right. Like that's the end in that organization. That's the end all be all. Right, and he, and Darcy just got fucking murdered in. Well, and he didn't see Darcy get murdered, but but he knew, yeah, he, but knew. he knew what was happening, right? You know? Like so that's the thing. So I think he had a, he had a, he had a total come to Jesus moment and was just like, oh, I am living my life completely fucking wrong, right? You know, so he comes full circle. It doesn't make him any better, but yeah. he does come full circle. Yeah, um, I really really like that. There there were so many moments in this movie that just like come out of nowhere. <laughs> Like I, like, even though I had seen this before, I for I I it's been long enough to where I forgot about a lot of the big beats. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot. Like when they open the door for the very first time, mm-hmm. I, I remember there being more people on the outside of the door, and they get attacked and this and that. Yeah, I do not remember him almost getting his entire fucking hand cut off. Dude, a- Anton Yelkin is so oh. good in that part too. Like he, you genuinely believe he just got oh his hand God, almost he's lopped screaming off, screaming bloody murder. Yeah, but not in a way that's like annoyingly fake no it's, it's like, like it's like a guy who just got his fucking hand yeah, cut off <laughs> yeah he's so good oh my god <laughs> and and like the the effects in this movie are incredible too like his well his that's wrist the, legit looks like it's almost cut off jeremy solnier to me is uh he 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 does violence in the way that because uh, like we love we love i mean we love violence in movies okay. we love gore and stuff no don't fucking interrupt me we love violence and gore in movies, right? Sure. And his movies are violent and gory, but he does violence and gore in a way that propels the narrative or or uh, assists the narrative. Yeah. Like nobody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like it it's doesn't so take it's away so graphic and so real. Yeah. And incredibly violent right it doesn't like it doesn't overpower anything in the narrative it just sort of helps it along yeah um and he does it so well but it's it's really like when you like in the moment you look at it and it's shocking and it's like holy shit but then when you like think about it afterward you go wow that was some of the best like uh um uh why can't i think of the the best character uh, work not well no uh (laughs) uh nazi, acting acting not cg fucking nazi nazi <laughs> nazi g's nazi g's no not uh, pr- uh practical practical yeah, practical effects some all of that the, all that time for that. yeah i couldn't think of the fucking word practical dude um some of the best practical gore so good in his, his movies his just to get back really quickly what you're talking about though about how he like his language mm-hmm. is like violence basically yeah it's like reading because i'm reading king right now right and king's very descriptive right so yep. like he'll have he'll have say stephen king i don't know why you, it, Sorry, you sound stephen... like a total asshole when you call him king i don't know why s king there you go that's sting sking <laughs> sking it's <laughs> reading some sking the other day <laughs> no but like like, like he'll take you know, pages and pages and pages of setting up a scene. Mm-hmm. And then he'll have pages and pages and pages of the action happening, right? right Before right. it gets to another scene. 
the way that that Sonier like uh, composes his scenes, it's like you have that first part, the way, like where he you compose everything up until the actual action, right? And uh-huh. then instead of having a long drawn out thing about the the action, you get one shot of something, right? But it tells you the same amount that pages of dialogue right. would. Does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. That's why, cause, like his 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 violence and his and his action, they it speaks volumes. Uh-huh. Like it tells you everything that you need to know, condensed in one visual. Right. And it's 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 hard to pull off, and he does it very well. Well, and he does it in such a surprising way too. Like like you know, I think you already mentioned parts where you're not expecting. You know, because from the from the very get, Anton Yelkin, you know that he's one of the bigger named actors in the movie. You think that he's going to be the hero of the whole movie, which sure. ultimately, you know, he kind of is. But you don't expect him within the first 35 minutes of the movie to get so horribly injured that oh, he's yeah. that he's almost losing an arm, you know? Yeah. Like, that's just, it's very, it's very realistic. Mm-hmm. And it's very it goes against kind of the the formula of but it builds the a character. lot of right it tells you but it also tells you everything you need to know about him right because as soon as he gets injured you kind of know where it's going but you're there you're there for the ride though if you, you want I mean to you see don't know where it's going though because he's so he's so effectively pathetic in that moment which mm-hmm. I'm not saying that as an insult I'm saying that as a anybody would be when their arm is dangling by like a couple strands of sinew you know what i mean but he but like he's so effectively pathetic in that moment where you're just like oh well he's fucking done for but you know he's but you know though that he's the main character sure. in fairness yeah. right so it's like you know that this is what puts him on that arc and you're there for the ride you know he's the main character but at the same time you can never really be that sure well, with like- jeremy solnier like there's the part where um mark weber Mm-hmm. turns because he realizes that the girl that he was going to run away with worm's girlfriend was murdered by worm and so he decides he's going to help them yeah and then he's he's out by the bar and they're saying like how are we going to get out of here and he pulls some shotgun shells out and he goes to pull a shotgun out and he's like well i know something they don't know i know where we keep the plow and his whole yep. fucking side of his face explodes because somebody shoots him with a shotgun oh, you're like buckshot oh my oh, God. yeah like yeah. you just weren't expecting it you know and it comes it's, out of nowhere it comes out of nowhere it's and like the actual shot. and the actual like physical performance of mark weber like the way he takes that shot is incredible what else was he in um scott pilgrim he was the lead singer of Scott Pilgrim's band. Okay. Maybe that's probably where I know him from though. I was trying to place him the entire time I was watching this. That's where I know him best. He's been in a bunch of other another, stuff. Though. Another character that I thought had one of those types of moments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was Amber. So Amber is this chick that's just randomly in the room when the band stumbles onto the murder. Mm-hmm. She's in there and she's friends with uh um the girl on the ground, the girl that got stabbed. The girl in the head. Who, yeah. She's friends with her. So now she's also a hostage in this room. Amber played by Imogen Poots, by Imogen the way. Imogen Poots. Poots. Um Imogen Butes, right? She has a bam, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, no, but like so you don't know anything about her character. Like mm-hmm. you don't know if she's one of them, you don't know if she's not. You kind of get the the sense that because they keep calling her a Nazi and this and that. Like right, you right. get the sense that she's part of them, but she's also freaked out of her mind, so you don't know exactly where she stands. Yeah. And you, I feel like you learn everything you need to know about her character when they're trying to figure out if Big Justin's dead, 
and she just takes the box cutter and just slices his gut open well, out of fucking nowhere. Well, uh, what's it? Uh, Reese is got he has a Reese has got him in like a like a what do you call that? A reverse uh, or no? A sleeper hold. Rear naked. Rear naked choke. Rear yeah. naked choke. And in big Justin is big Justin. He's sure. a huge fucking guy. So he's got him in this picture choke hold. like David Harbor. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he's got him in this chokehold and he says, Tell me when he's out and he like he goes unconscious and then He wakes back they're up. They're like, hey, okay, he's out, and then all of a sudden <gasps> he wakes back up and they're like, He's not out, he's not fucking out. And so he puts him back in. And this time he decides that he's gonna keep no. him in the chokehold until he dies. Yeah. And somebody says, Well, how do we know when he's dead? And then Amber, you just it, it comes fucking Amber. out of nowhere. Yeah. You just you see her like it, it's it you almost don't realize what she's doing at first because no. it comes so out of nowhere. She just s- takes the box cutter and just slowly slides it from like his pubic like, bone all the way up to his sternum and it just splits and just slices all of his that was practical. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it had to be because it like that. It, oh my god, it was it had so to be, dude. gross. It was, it was so like, gross. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I, but but you learn though. But again, that's one of those moments. You learn everything that you need to know about her in that moment. Well, yeah, but also the I everything. mean the fact that she runs with this crowd is not you know. No, but you also don't know how far it, she is. How far she's into it though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You don't know well, what she her position is. she does allude to the fact that she says something about uh, she's because they're saying um, uh, what's the girl's name? I can't. Sam. Sam says like, oh, you know like fuck you nazi and she's like i'm not a nazi and she's like well you you run with this crowd like what are you doing she's she mentioned something about let's just say that the people that hurt me weren't weren't white or something like that weren't the same color as me you weren't the same color as me and then she says like so it's you know like we got a problem with blah 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 and then she's definitely got some prejudice going uh, on yeah and then uh and then at the very least and then pat on anton yelkin says well wouldn't you say we got a problem with white people tonight because (laughs) because white like everybody who's trying to get into that room and murder them are all white people sure sure. (laughs) so yeah um, yeah so she's not i mean it's it's a it's a it's a realistic character, you sure. know, like there's certain parts of her that are sympathetic, but then there's also parts of her where you're like, well, you're running with this crowd who are total scumbags. Did you, did but you get then, the impression that Anton Yelton was kind of like taking a liking to her? Like he, like it kind of seemed like he was taking a shine to her a little bit. Um, it's almost like, it's almost like it was set up to where you expect it to happen almost, but then they don't even get close to, you know, Sure. venturing into that fact, and, and why would you too and that's anything at the in very that situ- like, oh you're you're doing this now oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah dude the the uh the way that the two of them play out the rest of the, the movie is so is also so realistic like they're obviously like he's horribly injured they're both just so exhausted that like they can barely even hold their guns up mm-hmm. but they're still you know they're seeing things through, but it's like, it's like, at this point, if somebody turned and shot me, I I would just almost sort of accept like, and then so she let's just do this. <laughs> she shoots somebody, and he's like, oh, oh, is that what we're doing? Oh, I thought we were just gonna mess with their crime scene, and she's like, oh, I thought we would leave a new one. Like everything is so calm, like yeah. they're both just fucking exhausted and want to be done with this, uh-huh. and it's just yeah, it feels. <laughs> and then at the end, he finally goes. He finally goes, uh, 
because the whole time they've been talking about what their their uh their island band is yeah their um uh, what do you call deserted island band like what's the one band you would listen to for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and when they're doing the interview all of them give pretty uh predictable answers like punk bands and stuff like that and then once shit starts to get real in the middle of the movie they all like fess up to well i would actually listen to prince i would listen to what was the what were a couple of the other ones um print there's prince the misfits um the one Black guy Sabbath, sticks with misfits. No, Black Sabbath was like the one, like oh, that was like the, the shit answer, yeah. Yeah, it was like Hall and Oates or oh, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> and then he, he had like at the very end, he's like, "I thought of it." She's like, "What? My my de- uh, my desert island band?" And she just goes, "Tell somebody who gives a shit." <laughs> and that's just that's it. That's the end. Like. I don't know, and then, I mean, and then the the after credits the or the credits music is CCR. Yeah, <laughs> which we wonder if that's what it's you know. Be. It's gotta yeah. be. Um, yeah. Anyway, this movie's amazing. If you've never seen this movie, uh, it, I don't know why you're still listening to this. Go watch it. But um, it's it's incredible. It's uh, I don't want to say that it's making uh, not making Blair uh, Jeremy Sonier's like masterpiece but i think it's definitely his best movie well, i think it's which, a little, which is high praise i think it's a little early to call it his masterpiece just because so far he's just so, so far. far it's definitely his i would say his best movie in um, 1990 clerks was kevin smith's masterpiece would you still consider clerks kevin smith's masterpiece no okay yes okay maybe I'll take all three of those answers. Actually, <laughs> that's fine. My point is though, like it's it's honestly it's 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 such a good movie. There's it's so nothing good, bad about just this. like crazy tension, crazy violence, crazy as far as we're concerned, authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like nothing to not like about this movie, as far as I'm concerned. It's it's like a it's a when it comes, uh, it, it's almost like a. It's almost it's almost got the vibe of a of a movie like a single single setting movie. Sure. Because a lot of it takes place within the green room. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, right, Mike. Uh, I get it. <laughs> and it's also got aspects of like home invasion, like kind mm-hmm. of a home invasion feel, uh, revenge horror, mm-hmm. like just there's so much going on, and all of it is really well done. Yeah. Uh, nothing unlikable. And the fact that they they got Patrick Stewart to come play this role, I think, is just like crazy. Yeah, you know, it's so good. So, anyway, uh, yeah. If 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 I have to recommend one of these two movies, obviously, uh, The Ranger. So, <laughs> then we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yep. Um, I second that. Cool, man. All right. Sir. Um, well, that's it. Uh, let's wrap this up and let's drive down to Detroit. Let's do it. So we can pick up these ladies. Driving down the streets of Detroit. Was that, da, da, is that a good Charlotte yes, thing? Yes, it is. Driving down the streets All right. Uh, cool. Um, we don't know what we're going to do. I have an idea for next week. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I don't. Oh. I decided I didn't like that idea, so okay. fuck you. Okay. All right. So uh, we don't know what we're going to do next week, but... Um, that's right. Just come back and find out what we're going to do. Yep. In the meantime, if you're listening to this and you want to tell some people to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. We are streaming on all major streaming sites. Uh, guess what? You found us. Time to play peekaboo with somebody else. Yeah. Like peekaboo, it's a podcast. And then, mm. and, and then maybe they won't talk to you for a couple weeks because you're forcing things on them they don't want. Yeah, and of all things, peekaboo. 
Which is really weird for a grown person <laughs> to be forcing another person to do. It's intrigue. Ah, yes. <laughs> or right. or you're or you're putting it on babies, which then you'd also get probably in a lot of trouble for. So don't do that either. Don't please don't. <laughs> All right. We will uh we'll see you next week. See ya. Cheers, bud. Cheers, sir. Have a good night. Adios.